So, well, welcome to Mother's Day. Um, I just want to start off with the scripture. I'm going to have some ladies come up and join me in a minute. But this was on my heart. I was just praying during the week and I just, I was in the car and I just felt the love, overwhelming love of God. And I just want to share that with you today. And in Isaiah, it says, um, His people said, The Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. Never. Never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. See, I have written your name on the palm of my hand. And you know, my experience as a mum really taught me a lot more about God's love for me. Because when you have your own children, it's just this immense love that you have for them. And it made me understand a bit more about how much God loves me because He would love me even so much more than that. And, you know, as a mother, you can never forget your children. You always are carrying them in your heart. Um, You never stop loving them no matter what they do. You always love them. And you're always there for them when they're in need. And it's just something that's inherent in our nature to always be there for them. So this is how God is towards us. And His love is unconditional, never lasting. So I know sometimes, you know, Mother's Day can have mixed feelings for some people. Um, But if you're here today and maybe, you know, you didn't have a, a, a great or a loving experience with your mother, the Lord is there for you. Psalm says, so that my mother and father might abandon me, the Lord will take me up. He is our you know, He can replace a love that we may have been lacking and He can bring healing to a brokenness and fill the void or lack that might be in your heart. So I just want to encourage you today that God's love is there for you today. So um, just just receive that and just um, bask in His love today. So today we're just going to have a few uh, ladies come up. So... Um, Let's come on, ladies. Let's just come up. We're just going to have a chat about motherhood today. So, we've got Chanat, Kristen, and Kathy. So, give them a hand. This is is Chanat's first time speaking in public, so I know you're going to encourage her. And um, (laughs) so, she's a little bit nervous, but that's okay. We all are probably. But. you know, we're just going to have a chat about some things that maybe we've learned as mothers. And But if you're not a mother here today, I still believe that you can um, gain something from what we're going to say. So keep your hearts open and um, just uh, be ready for what God might want to say to you today. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for coming and sharing with me today. So we're just going to start off with a little bit of trivia so they're going to just introduce themselves, their family, and why did they name their children like they did? So we'll start with Kristen. You can start. Is my oh my hair's on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, my name's Kristen. I'm married to Kevin, and I've got two amazing children, Hannah and Jackson. And um, for Hannah, we decided on Hannah's name long before we were even pregnant. And then at 20 weeks when we found out she was a girl, we, we started calling her Hannah. So that's why she's Hannah. Um, and Jackson, we had a bit of trouble finding a boy's name that we both liked. Um, 
But then we both settled on Jackson. We went, yep, he's a Jackson. So, <laughs> yeah, that's him. Nat? Hi, I'm Jeanette. Um, I'm married to Alan. Um, and my baby is Harrison. Um, there's real... There's no trivia with Harrison. We just like the name Harrison. <laughs> There's no reason for it. That's good. Doesn't have to have a reason. Kath, what about you? Oh, give me a look. Give me a look. So um, I'm married to Mick um, for 29 years last week. Um, and we have two beautiful young adult children, Bethan and David. Bethan is a Welsh name for Elizabeth. And no other reason that I heard it a long, long time ago when I was nursing. In my 20s, I heard that name and I thought, oh, if I ever have a girl, then I would call her Bethan. So, and David, of course, David Matthew Henry Smith. Um, we tried to put the Matthew Henry commentary in there just to, pro <laughs> just to prophesy into his life a little bit for the future. So, um, and David, of course, is a man after God's own heart. So yeah. that's where those names come from. <laughs> I love that, Matthew Henry. <laughs> so classic. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to start today by um, with uh, Nat. So Nat, you had just a little bit of trouble falling pregnant at first. So she's our newest mum, but she had a bit of trouble falling pregnant, did you? Can you just maybe tell us a little bit about that and what emotions you went through at that time? Yeah, um, I don't know if many people know, but we tried for a few years before getting pregnant, um, but um, through IVF we did, so that was um, great. Um, what we went through, um, the emotion was just frustration, anger, yeah, just really upset not being able to fall pregnant. Um, mm. Yeah. So how did you combat, I suppose there was times you got disheartened and um, felt that nothing was going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. look, um, I think I made that choice to just wake up and choose to focus on God, choose to focus on... Yeah. Focus on um, the things that he's already blessed me with. So my um, overall thought was, uh, you know, there, there's another purpose for me than not just being a mother. Mm. So I'm um, just serving the church. That was one way that I was able to combat, yeah, just the overwhelming fear of not being a mum one day. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you also, also shared that you had a bit of a gratitude list as well, just mm. to focus on the things that you did have? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So just every day, my family, my friends, having a full-time mm. job, um, those were the things that I was focusing on. Mm. Yeah, that's good, isn't? It? I like that. How what we focus on will become bigger in our life. So you know, it's so important that you you served others, you focused on other people, and what you did have as opposed to what you didn't have. But what I love too is that you were praying for a miracle. You were, um, you know, you were asking God for an answer, but He didn't know what He didn't necessarily provide it the way you thought. But it was through medical intervention. Yes. So, you know, God does answer our prayers, but sometimes it's not always the way we think it's going to yeah. be. So, um, so maybe, Nat, just what was one of the <clears throat> challenges and the blessings maybe that were unexpected to you yeah. as a first-time mother? Um, I wish people, someone had shared with me. Maybe they did, but I just wasn't listening. Yeah. Um, but um, the one of the challenges was the loneliness. Just not, I mean, I had an amazing group of people around me. But just in the moment when you're up at night by yourself or you're at home when your husband's at work, just 
it's just the loneliness of just being by yourself with a baby mm. and you can't actually have an adult conversation with them. <laughs> that was, I mean, I did, but it made me look silly. Um, but, no response. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, and that was the difficult part. But the blessing for me was able to just be, have him in my arm and be able to breastfeed because I did have a lot of trouble with that. So mm. when I was able to eventually do it... Um, just have held it, holding him in my arms and just being able to bond with him that way was mm. a special moment for me because that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. So, Nat, you've, you've got two seasoned mothers here on, e on either side of you. Yes. Is there something you would like to ask them um, so they could maybe, um, you know, help you along your journey? Yeah, I would like to know what they, their thoughts on the scripture, Proverbs uh, 22.6, train up a child. Um, and um, any suggestions for me? And also, you know, how did you um, help your children walk this walk of faith as well? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm a teacher, so my arts will be very teacherish. Um, no. <laughs> um, but children learn through using all of their senses, so seeing, hearing, and experiencing. So I think that it's really important that children get to see and hear and experience the ways of God, so praying for your children but also with your children and reading the Bible with them, serving with your children in church and also your children hearing and seeing you do those things as well. So I think that that really helps to build a strong foundation um, because we are the ultimate example for our children. Mm. So yeah. yeah, that's great, Kristen, because that's something that God spoke to me early on as well. In a scripture in Psalm 101, it says... You know, I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. And that really spoke to me that, you know, who I am on this platform, who I am on Sundays, I need to be that same person in the home. And, you know, it's not, it, I actually do what I say. So what I'm speaking, I'm a Christian, this, I live by the word, does my actions reflect that in my home? And it was a real wake-up call for me one day when... Um, I was on the phone and I got off the phone and Chloe said to me, she said, oh, mum, was that so-and-so on the phone? I went, oh, yeah, how did you know? She goes, oh, your tone changed. And it was just a wake-up call for me that, you know, I might have been feeling a bit of annoyance and it came out of my voice, but she was watching and she saw that I was treating that person differently to someone else. So that was just a huge wake-up call for me. So what about you, Kath? And I forgive Michelle for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we just have Kev up a bit, yeah, maybe? Sorry, can you, can you, yeah, cheers, yeah. Cool. So thank you, Michelle. Yeah, it's <laughs> all right. Thank you for forgiving me. To. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, we talked about this last week, didn't we? And we, we just said, you know, um, we, you know, I've claimed that scripture over our, our children as they've grown up. But I think it's really important that they see you in the tough times as well. Uh, like we, we, we set out with those ideals and goals for our kids, but think the reality of it is that we will go through challenging times as parents and they're going to see your, your ups and downs and the authenticity of your faith in that time as well mm. so uh, uh, you know yes we we need to have integrity I totally agree you know but they also see you as who you are as well you don't stop becoming you because you have two children um you know or they then they suddenly grow into adults and you know, they're seeing you through a different lens. So I think it's important to encourage yourself that even though sometimes you might know feel like you get the standards right, that we want 
that, that, that God, God will use the, the tough times and the challenges as well, not only to mold your kids, but to mold you as well. And tough times will come. The Bible says when, you know, tough times come, it's not that it's going to be an if. But as mums, particularly new mums, it's like if you don't feel you're quite making the mark because you're going through some things or challenges come, your kids are also watching that as well and how you respond to that. Yeah, very good, Kath. That's good. Um, so, Kristen, you're just coming into your... The, your kids are in teenage years now. So how do you... <laughs> easy peasy. So has your relationship or the way you um, discipline or, you know, relate to them changed since when they were little? How have you found that? Well, it's still not really real that I have two teenagers <laughs> and one that's nearly going to be an adult. That's, I'm not coping with that. But um, I think that my parenting role is always changing. Um, and as a mum of two teenagers, um, my role has moved, I think, from a very hands-on role, like Shanat is probably in right now, where you're doing everything for your children with your children, um, you know, making lunches and all of those sort of things. Um, and I think it's moving now into more of a supporter, encourager role. So I now provide more advice and encouragement and that emotional support and listening and understanding and still, you know, moulding and shaping, but sort of more of a, that encouragement, supporter role than the hands-on mm. mum. Very good. Jobs. Very yeah. good. What about you, Kath? Your kids are adults now, so... Yeah, I think it's, it was a process for me to let go. I'm, I, mm. You know, I took their trackers off, at, like, much to their dismay <laughs> um, when they were 20 and 21. But, you know, they said, Mum, it's time to let go now. Like, it's OK, we're OK, you know. <laughs> so, it, for me, it was a little bit more of a process of just emotionally realising that, you know, these six-foot giants... Um, really had to just sort of lead their life without mum tracking them everywhere. So, and it was also a trust thing, I think, mm. that um, I had to grow into trust. You know, I had to say, yes, I do trust God. You know, I do trust God with your life. But please be careful. Tell me when you've arrived. Please tell me. Just text me. <laughs> tell me you're okay. So for me, it really has been a process. I never really wanted to be one of those mums that track their kids or, you know, didn't trust God, but unfortunately, I had to admit that maybe it was just time to just really allow God to, to you know, look after them, and, and that when they walked out the door, they were going to come back. So um, I, I've had to change and grow as well. And I think mm. Michelle, it's not just around, um, you know, the, the what, what changes in them; it's what changes in you mm. as well. Mm. I think mm. you you mm. have to to grow and change and adapt with them as well mm. as the years go on. Yeah, I found that letting go very hard and the trust. But I can remember when Chloe got her licence, I'm like, I went through a grieving time because it's like they don't need you anymore. They, like, look after themselves and they take themselves places. And so, I, yeah, it was, it was this grieving process to sort of let them go. And that, I found that quite hard. But um, <clears throat> you get used to it. So then you start to enjoy it. Oh, I don't have to take it at 20 practices every week. <laughs> Um, so, Nat, <clears throat> I found over my life as a mum that um, my devotional life has changed or how I connect with God's changed through different seasons. So, how have you found as a new mum, how do you connect with God now? Is it the same as it used to be? No, it wasn't. Uh, it's <laughs> nothing the same. Um, I used to love spending time with God. The hour, coffee, chats, Bible, out in the backyard, 
you know, praising God. Yeah. <laughs> now it's, I don't even get five minutes. Um, it's very hard now. But um, little things we're doing is, I'm mindful now. So it's like breakfast time, put on that worship music with Harry. Cooking time, five minutes here and there. Um, bathroom break, yeah, nap, <laughs> nap time, try to get a five-minute break in there as well. So it's changed a lot, but what I've learned is that it's okay. I'm in this season yeah. now. Um, I was a bit hard on myself at first that I couldn't spend all that extra time with God, but, um, yeah, I'm just learning that it's okay. I'm in this season, and he, he knows where I'm at, um, and he's okay with that, and, and I am too now. Yeah, yeah that's good. Sometimes mm-hmm. we can condemn ourselves, can't we? What about yeah. you, Kristen? How do you find Yes, it's changed a lot. And yes, I totally agree with you. Um, And I've used lots of different strategies. So worship or little devotional books that give you that five minutes of scripture and then time to think and pray about that. But for me, as I'm the taxi driver at the moment, um, I often find myself praying when I'm driving now. So Mm -hmm. utilise all those little moments and when God drops people in your heart, then you pray and just spend that little bit of time as well as your normal devotional time. But, yes, as I'm finding I'm more and more taxiing children places, then I'm finding a lot of that download time and, yeah. Mm, It's good. It's good. My car is my little sanctuary as well. Um, Look, I know in my life that scripture has been a very important part, not just in motherhood but um, in every part of my life. But in motherhood, you know, we need wisdom, we need... Um, direction from the Holy Spirit and help from the Holy Spirit. But I've found that in times, you know, as a mother, you're a natural warrior. Well, I am. Probably most mothers kind of worry about their kids at some stage through different seasons. And I've really found the word has helped me. And if there's been a season where I've been, you know, worried or anxious about a certain situation, say, God, I need a scripture. And I remember when Chloe was going overseas, um, I read this article that put a bit of fear in me about Chloe going over there by herself as a young girl, young lady. Um, she was in her 20s. But um, I went to a small group one night and I said, look, I'm just having this anxiety and worry about this. And so they prayed for me and I just felt a real peace come over me. But when they were praying, um, I saw a picture of Chloe with a big angel walking next to her and that scripture that said, he will give you a given angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways and that scripture like just really anchored me during that time when she was over the other side of the world and I'm like you know what's going on what's happening but I just always visualize that angel walking next to her and excuse me and that sorry and that picture and that scripture I would just say thank you Lord that your angels are watching over her and it's part of that letting go and that trust too like you were saying Kath in those situations you've just got to believe that God is with your kids and looking after them so um Kath has there been any sort of scriptures that have held yeah, you yeah look de- definitely um you know the, the trust factor is a big thing here and I think it's also trust in the journey um you know Mick and I have both been Christians for a long time and, and we know that there's lots of twists and turns and as much as we want to protect our kids the reality of it is they will go through their own challenges and it's what forms character like we want we're, we're so grateful that our kids have grown up in in the church and received wonderful teaching and foundations but at the end of the day they have to forge their own way in life too and part of that is trusting God for the process and the journey for them 
like whatever is their journey and, and being there as a support. You know, I like what um, Kristen said about just using that time in the car. Um, Mick and I have certainly stepped up prayer over the last 12 months um, for challenges um, for them. But I, and that will never change. You never stop becoming a mum because they all of a sudden they're adults. Um, but it's trusting God for the long haul. Um, you know, it was Eugene Peterson, wasn't it, wrote that book about a long obedience in the same direction. Like it, it, it really is. You, you can see ahead for your kids sometimes, I think, of the dangers, the toils, the snares. But at the end of the day, you have to trust God that he'll take them through their own dangers, toils and snares and will do something in them. And that requires trust as parents to let go, I think. So yes, the prayers, our prayers have certainly changed in, in terms of letting go, but supporting quietly through prayer. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yep. definitely prayer helps. <laughs> so Kristen, what's been one of your greatest challenges as a mum and, and then one of your greatest delights? Um, so one of my challenges, well, not one, but um, when your kids go through tough times, um, it breaks your heart as a mum. Yeah. Um, but... The other part of you, also one part of you wants to rescue them and, and so they don't have to go through those tough times. But the other part of me, I know that that's actually where they'll learn. That's actually where they'll develop their own trust and their own mm. faithfulness for God and who he is for them. Um, so as hard as it is, we just need to walk alongside and to be that um, steadying person alongside them when they go through them tough times, which... Uh, is very hard um, but a delight is I think when you see your children developing that relationship with God so like for me it's when I see Hannah worshipping at church and um, helping with providence and serving in youth and things like that and um, for Jackson I'm starting to see him like a um, at the end of basketball games we pray so he's volunteering now to pray and just those little things that you can see that mm. God's starting to work in their lives. So they're great delights. Yeah. It's so good. And actually, when you were speaking, I saw that's how God sees us. Like, so, you know, we go through hard times and I'm sure God could just reach down and rescue us. But for our good, we have to walk through these things to grow and, and mature. And, and then what delight would he have in us as he sees us stepping out and using the gifts that he put in us when we were created, he put gifts in us, and when we start to use them and develop them, what a delight it is to him. I just think that's beautiful, um, what you said there. So um, what about you, Kath? Yeah, probably much the same. It, it is a delight when you start to see your children to develop that relationship with, with God. And, you know, they, they've both had periods, and I'm sure Bethan and David wouldn't mind me sharing this, they both had periods in us and seasons of dryness. Um, you know, Bethan had to dig some wells and, and, and find that joy again. And I think, you know, when you bring children up in the church, well, there's nothing wrong with that. You want to see that spontaneous relationship with God that's not just based on mum and dad and coming to church and doing all of the, the church things. As wonderful as that is to give them a great foundation, so I think probably, you know, the, the challenge for us has been watching that happen without making anything happen for them. Um, and I, it is, it's a, tr it's a true joy if they come up with a scripture or, you know, you see there's been a season of, of, of dryness in their own lives and then 
all of a sudden joy is retained. Mm. It's, it's yes. a tremendous joy yeah. to see yeah. that. And that it goes back to the fact that, oh, okay, maybe we did something right. Or, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe what, what's all in there for, for the years and years I've been in church, is, it, it is, mm. it's there, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, um, my darling son down there, when he was a teenager, I was a little bit concerned about where his life would be going. But I'm going to cry, but just looking at him today, he's just such a beautiful boy. And I just, you know, like you were saying, you just see God develop in them. And, you know, you're so thankful that the seeds that you've sown have, you know, you're seeing something from that. So, um, Nat, just one thing. What's, what are you discovering about Harry that's just bringing delight to you? At the moment, he's just excited with everything. He sees the leaves or hears the birds and it's just a reminder, oh, yeah, I used to be happy and excited yeah. for the leaves and the birds. <laughs> and so he's in that stage. So I'm, I'm discovering all that again myself, being able to see him being, yeah, delighted with all that. Um, yeah, I'm just excited for him. Mm. And, you know, when he comes to church and raises his hands while the worship's going on, I'm like, yeah. oh, my heart, you know. So um, I love seeing that and I, I just can't wait to see you know, him developing more and like, like what you were saying, um, Kathy. so just to watch them mm. um, find themselves in mm. Christ. Mm. Yeah. It's good. Thanks, Nat. So we're just going to sort of close soon, but Nat, what's one thought you'd like to leave with maybe some other mums here today in this place? What would you like to encourage them with? Yeah, um, look, where or what I've discovered is, you know, we're all uniquely made and we're made for... Um, for our child, you know, the way we're supposed to teach them, you know, we're the best parents for our children. And I don't want us to forget that. Like, we compare ourselves to so many other people, others, so many other mums. So that's what I've learned is that I'm uniquely made for my child, for my Harrison. So, um, and, yeah, like, and to keep doing the best I can for him. Mm. Yeah. Very good. What about you, Kristen? Yep. I think Shanat read my notes. It says, I wrote down that um, God chose you to be your child's mum. So trust that you can do it, that you are all that your children need. And always remember that God is always walking with you through everything that you go through. Mm-hmm. Very good. How about, Kath, you finish off for us today. Yeah, then. look, I, I think, thanks, um, Pastor Michelle. I think... Um, you know, we always part of our prayer is God. They were they were always yours before they were ours. Like we truly truly believe that they were they they belong to God before they were ours. We're just stewards of our children, really. Um, but I would say, you know, it might sound very obvious to say, but just never stop showing your kids that you love them. Um, I'm a bit touchy feely anyway because that's what was shown to me. My mum was an alcoholic. Well, we, we were never beat up or, or you know, um, we were never, you know, abused in any way. And she had a lot of challenges, my mum, in her life. But one thing she always did was show us her love. And that was with, you know, hugs, kisses, affection. And I know, you, you know, some people say, oh, I'm not like that. You know, it's not me. It's not who I am. And that, that's okay. We can show love in other ways. But kids, like, you know, just David's not here, but, you know, the other... Um, last Saturday he just had this overwhelming sense of affection for me and threw himself on me you know and I don't say oh you're too big for that now you know this six foot giant smothering me but he just needed a really big mummy hug and at 22 I can still give him that if that's what he wants so 
I think, you know, to continually show children love and affection and be there for them, even if they, you know, sort of cast it off sometimes. Um, I think, you know, you just can't love your kids too much. And it's not just about presents and birthdays, it's about the, the showing of them, even when they're not lovable. <laughs> You know that you just that they, they absolutely know that they're loved um, from from head to toe, and I don't think that will that for me that will never ever yeah. ever stop. Yeah, that's a good. Case. So, I can remember growing up, we weren't a very affectionate family, but and we didn't really say I love you. But when I had my kids, I thought I want to change that. So um, I just made sure that every time I saw them, I love you, texting, love you, just want them to to know that and you know even though previous generations you know there might have been some challenges but we can change where we are today so I just want to encourage you with that that you can start a new legacy you can start something new in your family no matter where your family of origin um, was um, you can start something new so I just think it'd be nice if we just prayed for the mums here today and Kath I'd love you to do that Oh, Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness, for your faithfulness in our lives. And Lord, I think there's never been a time in history where it's just been so challenging and um, just a, a challenge to be parents, Lord, with, with our, our generations. I, I, just, I just pray and ask you, Lord, today that you would bless every mother, every mother um, in this house, every son and daughter, lift up the sons and daughters here too and I and I thank you so much God that you've got your hand upon us Lord that there is no blueprint we can read all of the books that we want to but at the end of the day it really is Lord that walk that journey and that trust with you and so Father we commit our mothers of the house to you we commit our ladies that, that want to be mothers one day Father God we commit them to you. We thank you for the sons and daughters. We thank you for the spiritual mothers in this house, Lord, that may not have physical children, but they're equally as much spiritual mothers. And we pray and ask you, Lord, for your blessing, for your grace, for your wisdom to rest upon us, Lord, as we go from this day. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Church family, can we put our hands together for this panel today? your investment, your sharing, your open, and Nat, you did amazing for your first time up here. Come on, Nat. Thank you, ladies. You, thank you, ladies, for that. Really appreciated it. Real talk from real ladies. Well, that's our service today. Now, don't forget, when we leave here, uh, there's the opportunity for the photo booth. There's going to be brownies out there for all the mums and and the van will be arriving in about a quarter of an hour, the coffee van, so take time just to, uh, there's also other coffee available just across soon as you walk outside. But can we stand and let's finish just in some worship and then we'll finish our service today. Thank you, Esther. You are a way maker, a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. A way maker, miracle worker, promise.